Welcome to Life Dose, your unfiltered, vulnerable conversations about lifestyle, relationships, and so much more. I'm your host, Carolyn. Be sure to stay tuned for this week's special guest. Hear me. Um, okay, welcome back to another episode of Life Dose. We've got Liz joining us. Well, Elizabeth, but I call her Liz. Um, she's a kick-ass human. She's one of the hardest working down-to-earth people I know and a close friend of mine. So I want to start off by doing a pulse check which is like, how are we doing today? <laughs> how are we doing today? That is a good question. I actually just got out of a meeting with my therapist. We love. <laughs> we love. Every 20-something should have a therapist by now. I agree. Um, <laughs> you know, just working on things every day and trying to be a better human and deal with things from the past and... <laughs> move forward that's all you can do I feel like (laughs) that is all you can do we're getting the tools yes well um I feel like we tend to bond over trauma I feel like that's (laughs) like like our main thing that we usually click on and it sounds totally dysfunctional but it is what it is (laughs) makes you closer (laughs) exactly sometimes it's family sometimes it's relationships it just depends um, and I will say full disclosure, we're not trained therapists <laughs> other no. than ourselves. So take what we say with a grain of salt. We both, we both have therapists. We both so. have therapists. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I wanted to talk about, uh, parentification. So oh. I also want to note that, uh, I love my family and my mom has done, my mom has done a good job <laughs> with the tools that she has raising us kids. So, but I also think it's super important to identify patterns so that we can break cycles when we decide to start our own families or going into relationships. So you actually introduced me to this word. And I, when I brought it up to my therapist, she goes, yeah, that's exactly (laughs) going through. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, parentification is, she actually, Liz actually shared an article with me, which I can attach. And it is when the roles are reversed between a child and a parent, where the child has to step up as the caretaker, mediator, or protector of the family. It's a form of mental abuse and boundary violation. Sounds super harsh. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. When I first read it, I was... I said, oh my gosh, this is, yes, this is exactly what it is, but wow, like there's a word for it. Where did you uh, first hear about this? Um, I was actually introduced to parentification um, in therapy several years ago. I was going through something in my life and finally my therapist had kind of seen some patterns in things that I was saying and things that I was relating to from my past and said, you know, I kind of want to change what we're talking about in therapy I want to talk about your past and how you were raised. And for visits and visits after that, we kind of went through, we delved deep into um, my childhood and kind of what had happened to me in the past and uh, really worked on those things. And I, I felt like I was okay for a while. And I would say that um, more recently I was watching a television show <laughs> and it was a relationship between two, two people that was being televised and 
What was the, um, what was the show so that we know? <laughs> oh, oh yes. It was Married at First Sight. All right. That was one of my, <laughs> my quarantine binge shows. All right. Uh, to check it out. Yes. Um, but one of the, one of the contestants was behaving in a certain way, um, towards their partner. And when one of the therapists on the show came in, they said, you know, you're, you're behaving this way because you were a parentified child. You had to take over all the roles and responsibilities as a child, um, very early on. And this is why you're behaving this way. And I heard that term parentification and I really resonated with it, um, on the show. So I started doing my own research, which is when we started talking about it, um, Mm -hmm. several months ago. And now it's something I'm working on my therapy, working with my therapist (laughs) on right now. So, yeah. Um, I did. Yeah. I know that article that you sent me was super helpful. It was, I mean, it was really long, but it was the fact that it went in depth. I felt like there was so much that you looked at and you said, Oh my gosh, there's like so many things that I feel like this is me. Yes, this is, this is me. So I guess I should say parentification comes from, it can come from a number of things for those of you who don't know, which I didn't know either. Um, It can come from divorce, death of a parent or sibling, alcoholism or drug addiction from one or both parents, chronic disease or disability in one or both parents, um, mental illness. So things like that. And I think the biggest one that I, that resonated with me was probably divorce alcoholism or drug addiction and not me but parents (laughs) (laughs) and having immature emotionally unavailable or depressed parents now again that sounds like super harsh but I feel like we have to figure out the root of things and I I almost feel like our parents maybe our grandparents came from the generation where it was super like hush hush don't talk about the problems that are going on and I feel like you can't really navigate life like that yeah it's kind of trickled down into our parents generation for sure and kind of the way that they deal with things is very different than how we're dealing with things today Mm -hmm. with our issues yeah Um, it wasn't as talked about for sure you said, and you said when you were watching the show, you, it resonated with you. Can you tell us how you connected with it? What, where did you feel like the parentification came from? Um, so I guess it would be easier to explain how I became the parentified child. Uh, so my mom passed away when I was eight years old mm-hmm. and that obviously had its own damaging effects on my family as far as depression, anxiety, uh, just really grieving and having that loss. Mm -hmm. But I felt like, and again, I love my dad, I'll say this, but (laughs) he didn't deal with things throughout my childhood the way that would have been the healthiest for our family. Um, I still had a younger brother uh, who was three at the time and I was eight And I saw my dad go through a lot of depression and because he didn't have anyone else, he didn't have my mom. I became that emotional support for him Mm -hmm. and anything that was going on in his life as an eight-year-old girl, I was bearing his burdens for him. That's a lot to take on. (laughs) It's a lot. And, you know, I definitely remember, 
as a child, you have so much hope for the future and you have hope for your family and your life. Um, and I think that that's what makes us so resilient as children. Mm -hmm. But I just had these crazy burdens that I had to bear and try to be that emotional support for my dad. And when he was dealing with alcoholism or his depression, having to raise my three-year-old brother and make sure he got his homework done and was tucked in at night and had everything he needed and making his lunches. And my dad dealt with a lot of in and out of jobs. And so I was always financially not secure and mm -hmm. feeling like I needed to have a job the second I could get one so that I could feel that security. And it's really just a sense of not feeling safe as a child mm -hmm. and feeling like you're robbed of your childhood. And so that manifests in a lot of behaviors later on in life such as people pleasing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think we do a lot. You and I do a lot of that. <laughs> we do. And feeling like we need to keep getting after this success. And once we reach that success, it's not enough. So we need to get another success because we're either trying to impress other people or impress this parent who wasn't really there for us. It's just, it really is kind of an abusive it is a form of child abuse and you, you don't want to say that about your, your parents that you were no. abused as a child. No. Um, it's kind of a harsh term, but that, that is what it is. It's, it's a form of neglect and inappropriate behavior by a parent and them not dealing with their emotions. And now it's manifesting in your life later on. I think it, I think it also stems from our parents and maybe not having the tools that they needed to, process things like a death in the family or divorce and they like my mom had me when she was super young so I think that also played a huge factor in it we grew up more as as friends than as mother and daughter and through therapy we're like just now starting to set those boundaries as mom and daughter and I'll tell you that is it's hard it's hard there's some days where I have to step back and say okay I can't I can't take on the weight of um, taking care of my sister or my brother. Like this is, this is my mom, my mom's job. I am my own person. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot to take on. And her burdens are not yours to carry. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I have to realize with my dad, even still today, you can't undo 20 years of worrying mm -hmm. about that overnight. Um, it's going to take years to get over and kind of separate yourself from that, but the, the decisions and the choices they made and the relationship that you had as a child, you, you have to put that down mm -hmm. and you have to move forward with your own life and their adults as well. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a shock for them too, when you, you really do want to stop the cycle of it and, they, it might almost come off as offensive <laughs> to our parents if we say, if we start to set those boundaries because they don't know what those look like. And, mm -hmm. and it's almost like we're taking on that role again, having to set those boundaries when we're still in our 20s. Like, that's still young. to be the adult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like an ongoing cycle forever and ever. <laughs> yeah, and I think it plays a huge effect and role in our relationships with other people and we I guess you now you're married I should I should say that <laughs> um, <laughs> yes do you, do you feel like 
the parentification has taken on any sort of toll in your relationship? Do you feel like it's played a factor in how you guys have communicated or grew together in your relationship? For sure. Um, I can definitely say my husband is dealing with this as much right now as I am. Uh, (laughs) I vent to him a lot and he's very helpful in that sense. But uh, as far as our relationship goes, I definitely am in this struggle constantly of what I know now and my past and trying to move past that. Because I look back at my past and my childhood and I really feel like I was robbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a common thing with parentification is feeling like you were robbed of your childhood. Like you really never had the chance to just really be a kid and let loose. Yeah. And so at this stage in my life, when people are moving on, they're married, having kids, things like that. I'm feeling a little bit like, is this what I want to do yet? Have I got all the success that I wanted? I, I'm constantly between, I want to have kids and I don't want to have kids because I think it'd be great to relive my childhood through having my own kids, but also have I done all I, all I needed to do to satisfy that inner child yet? And Mm -hmm. that definitely is confusing for a spouse when you're so back and forth like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think that just dealing with the leftover depression and anxiety of it all, thinking about my past, um, when you deal with mental illness in any relationship, there's periods where you feel really detached and you, mm-hmm. there's other times when you feel really close. And I think that just being really open with your partner about what you're dealing with and what you're constantly thinking about and why you're acting a certain way is huge because otherwise, if you're just detaching for no reason, they don't, they don't really understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I definitely deal with a lot of that still in my marriage and, trying to deal with my own feelings. And that's why I got a therapist is, you know, like sometimes you can't do it on your own and I don't have the proper tools to bring all of that into my relationship. And I want to do it in the healthiest way possible. For sure. And I think it also, it's also a little hard when you're in a relationship and your partner has grown up in a completely different family dynamic. For sure. Parents both married still married. Maybe they hid the fighting a little better. Uh, (laughs) So it's like, it's really hard when you are going through something. I, in my eyes, it looks like it's really hard when you're in a relationship with somebody and you're going through something and you're trying to explain it in the best way that you know how, but it's kind of a hard concept for them to grasp because it's not something that they've experienced on that level. Oh, for sure. And it definitely adds a sense of loneliness for me because I see this nice family unit and I want that for myself and being married into it. I feel like I'm a part of it definitely, but there's a part of me that's like, where's my people? Where did I come from? Why, Mm -hmm. why was this so unstable? Why was my childhood so different? And, um, that definitely creates a a feeling of loneliness where I'm like, no, I, I'm on my own here. It's, Mm -hmm. I don't have this unit. Do you feel like you got, you and Ben have been married a year, a year and a half? Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's been so long. It's so crazy. <laughs> I feel like it just went by so fast. Do you feel like you have grown in your relationship since you've been able to identify these things and reached out and asked for help and kind of gotten the tools that you needed to 
almost rebuild yourself so that you can have a better relationship? For sure. And I think that going through things can either make or break a relationship. And in our sense, I think that talking about the past and everything that I've gone through, um, all that stuff kind of brings us closer in a sense and going through those things together, because even though he wasn't there for my childhood, he is there now Mm -hmm. and he's experiencing these things in the same time that I'm experiencing them. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, it can be a way to grow. I've been super grateful to have the in-laws that I have. They're very supportive and they understand what I've gone through and things. And it's been great to grow in that family relationship as well. I think that you can take it both ways. You can have it something, be something that hurts you if you don't communicate and you can grow together if you do communicate. And I think communication is a big thing and it's hard. (laughs) It is. And it's uncomfortable. Oh, for sure. But I guess growth is uncomfortable sometimes. (laughs) It is. And it has to be. Do you think if you had known then what you know now, as far as parentification and your relationship with family and friends and intimate relationships, that you would have, that it would have had a different effect on your relationships. Like you would have maybe avoided things or gone down a different route. For sure. I think that had I not been the parentified child, I definitely wouldn't have latched onto the wrong things in my life. I could have focused more on myself. I think that when you grow up worrying about somebody else for so long, you still carry those feelings into adulthood. And that's something I still deal with. Even if your parent wasn't there for you growing up, you still feel like you owe them something Mm -hmm. or like you need to be there. And it's, it's one of those people pleasing things that has always affected me. And I definitely latch on to other people as parent figures. I feel like I've had a lot of different people I would say were my second parents, mm-hmm. so to speak. <laughs> Cause I just, I just crave stability. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why I got married too young and made that decision. It's just, it's something that I'm constantly figuring out. And the more I, experiences I go through, the more I learn from them and I'm trying to adjust for the future and try to live more in the now and care about myself and put my feelings over others when needed. Yes. <laughs> a healthy balance. <laughs> yes. And that's hard because that's 20 yeah. years of making. Yeah. You almost have to go back to being that, that kid again and yes. totally rebuild yourself from there. I think that's been the, the hardest lesson for me. <laughs> have that inner child. I feel like that wasn't satisfied and so no I don't know we need to celebrate those inner child moments too yes yeah we do with what you know now what's one piece of advice or guidance you would give to the people listening be proud of where you are now I think because of our tendency to try to please other people or our tendency towards perfection or trying to achieve things um you've probably achieved a lot up to this point and just be proud of where you came from. Even though your story might not be perfect in the past, um, it's hard to let that go. And it's hard to let go of the sadness you may have felt as a child and be happy today. 
but sometimes you just need to take a step back and look at where you came from and all you've accomplished up to this point and just be happy right now. Mm -hmm. Um, it's easy to get caught up in those, those sad feelings of what you missed out on as a child, but you get to move forward now and have your own life and you get to have your own success and your own happiness, your own relationships and love and things. And, um, there's a lot of, lot to be grateful for in this current moment. Um, Definitely. We don't need to stress about things that we did or didn't have as a child. Definitely. I agree. I agree. Um, well, thanks for, thanks for sitting down and talking with me. Where can people find you on Instagram? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it's at Elizabeth Grace. It's L-Z-B-T-H Grace. Love that. <laughs> or in a hospital somewhere. You might run into me. <laughs> that's, that's right. You're, you're pretty busy. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode on Life Dose Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Life Dose Podcast. And be sure to share this with your friends on Facebook, Instagram. And don't forget to leave us a review so that we can keep growing. See you guys next week.